It's episode 257 of Canes Cast, Shane Willis. And I don't know if you've seen this, but the Canes are predicted to do great things this year. It's understandable with this off-season and great summer moves by Don Waddell and his staff. It is yet another episode of Canes Cast brought to you by Storm Brew, which is brought to us by R&D Brewing, which you can bring yourself down to their tap room, which is one of the things that Shane and I need to do quickly. We keep teasing about doing a It's on our list. There. It's going to happen. Camps are over. I'm ready. All right. As long as we have We're, time. By the end of today, we are scheduling it. Done. We'll make it happen. And then you can enjoy a crisp, light, refreshing lager, Storm Brew, fine presenting sponsor of Kane's Cast. Right from the tap. Now, Shane, I know that you don't follow such things as gambling lines, but if you did, you'd do it responsibly. Uh, the folks at DraftKings have put out the list of odds to win the Stanley Cup. Yep. And the Carolina Hurricanes are the team predicted with the best odds to win the Stanley Cup. It's a no-brainer to me, really. I think Captain Obvious started working for DraftKings. What are those odds at, Michael, by the way? Uh, 800. Plus? Yes. <laughs> now, responsibly, everybody should jump on this. <laughs> I'm not, you know, it's not fully um, compatible here in North Carolina yet, but if you happen to be going through Las Vegas, I really like that. Can you, uh, can you guess who the next four teams are? There are two teams at plus 900 and two teams at plus 1,000. I'm going to go with Florida Panthers? No. Wow. Florida is actually... Double Carolina. They're at nine. They're plus 16. Okay. Um, but for some reason, I think DraftKings probably threw in the Oilers. You're correct. They're at number four at plus 1,000. I'll give you there's Don't two, like that. two teams in the east, two teams in the west. So I got the Oilers. Yep. Toronto? Yep. Plus 900. That's because everybody in Toronto thinks they're going to win the Stanley Cup every year. They're looking at a Vegas back-to-back? No, they're not. Vegas is actually sixth at 1,200. Okay. But you're in the ballpark when you're thinking Stanley Cup champion. Ooh. I don't know. So I've got two of the four. I've got three of the four, right? No, you've got two of the four. You've got Toronto and Edmonton. Right, you and need us. two more. So – Here's the, I'll give you a hint. The team in the East, Carolina, dispatched in the playoffs last year, meaning they beat them. They only beat two teams, Shane. And if you say the Islanders, you and I are going to have a big problem on this show. Uh, New Jersey. That would be correct. New Jersey is plus 900. So New they're Jersey tied with the quality, Leafs. Yep. And then and one then more the, out west one would more have west. to be, I don't know. I, told, I gave you a huge hint. Stanley Cup champion? Yes, you're in the ballpark with them being a Stanley Cup champion. L.A.? No. No. Recent and in the past. So many concussions. <laughs> <laughs> um, St. Louis? No. Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not even sniffing the list. The Colorado Avalanche. Oh, that's my bad. I apologize to Nathan McKinnon. That's disrespectful by me. I don't know why they weren't even popping into my head. You, you said it. I'm not going to back it up. <laughs> yeah. So, Hold on, let me take another drink of coffee. But with this, yes, that's what it is. By the way, when I get coffee for us now at uh, 
the place where I pick it up. They like to write funny things on the side of the they do? to differentiate between me and you. Oh boy. Yeah. There you go. There we go. If you haven't been to Groovy Duck, free plug for them, go. Free plug. Great. We'll give you one. Exactly. Grab a muffin. Exactly. And a coffee. Even better. So what I ask with this, that's outside noise, right? The odds to win whatever have no effect on anybody. But here's the thing, Shane. The outside noise around the Carolina Hurricanes has gotten much louder in a good way, meaning this player's on this list. We think this team should come here. But when the bar gets raised, that means the expectations are you have to do this. And it's funny because in all these dusty law books behind me, somewhere the idea of a winning a division and winning a couple of rounds in the playoffs, but if you don't win the cup, that's a bad year. I don't know when that happened. Don't you remember those commercials when we were kids? They'd have a lawyer and all these dusty law books. I was going to say there are no law books in my office. (laughs) (laughs) The gentle reading I do in the afternoon (laughs) does not include law books. But the, the point I'm trying to make is when you are predicted now to win the whole thing, the expectation of your fan base, of the outside media, it becomes a real thing. Where That's what people talk about, doesn't it? I mean, it it has to get into the locker room. And I don't know what kind of effect it, it has because I'm not going out there in game number one. You actually did this. I don't think you ever went out there and went, oh, man, we're predicted to win by two goals tonight. I better play well. No, but I also believe this, that when we talk about this team and what they've done over the past five years, and the expectation of the head coach of this entire organization is that every year to win the Stanley Cup. So I believe inside the locker room, as you mentioned, Mike, for players, I don't think it really has an effect on them. But this locker room already tells themselves that, whatever the odds might be. If that would have came out from DraftKings and the Hurricanes were ranked fifth, every one of those players in the locker room's our expectation is to win the Stanley Cup, no matter what the odds are. And I think that's the difference between a great team and a good team, right? There are a lot of teams, I can guarantee you, are coming into the season going, let's survive this one. Not this team, ever. Ever. So I think it's great organizationally and for this, not only this fan base, but for this group of players that – that is recognition from everyone that the Carolina Hurricanes have proven themselves year after year. And this year we're going to say they're the team to beat. I love it. For me, it's, it's a validation of something that Rod Brindamore said when he took over as head coach. The goal wasn't to have a winning record or to make the playoffs. The goal is to be the best. Now, the best has got something tangible. You win the Stanley Cup. That's the definition of you're the best team in the league. But this, to me, is a byproduct of what Rod Brindamore and what the front office, Don Waddell, and everybody who has come in the last five seasons leading us to here has been able to do, which is now on paper, people look at the Carolina Hurricanes and they think they're the best organization in the league. That's, do you know how hard that is to do in five years? And this, this place did it. These people did it. Uh, well, Rod will give the credit to everybody else, but he is the tip of the spear. He is the guy who has led the charge to get to this point. The players have bought in. The players not only have bought in, they're great, and they keep getting better 
year after year, you're seeing that. Um, for me, I don't look at this as from my role. This is extra pressure on the Canes because a few people are predicting them to win the cup. I, I look at this as it's a validation of everything that they've done from five years ago to today has led to this point where people think they're the best team in the league. Well, and I think you and I know how hard that is. I think a lot of people across the league don't realize how hard it is. I think every organization knows how hard it is to turn around, especially in five years. And it takes everyone on board. When Tom Dundon took over as sole new owner of this organization and Don Waddell and Rod Brindamore got in a room together, it starts there. But everyone has to jump on the ship and continue to work and continue to push to be the best. And I think that's the best thing about, you know, a little teaser of our guest today on the podcast. Um, being Bill Berniston and a guy... This is Bill Berniston coming to you live from the Canes locker room. Who he and Rod Brindle, when they talk about one of their slogans is, is win the day. Mm-hmm. And that now, when you look at the turn of an organization in five years, and I am on board with you of everything that Rod and his staff and these players have done to win hockey games. But top to bottom, what you and I be able to see inside the organization of that push from everyone to turn everything, our fan base to jump. I mean, it goes to our fans too because there could have been easily hesitation, more people turning away in the dark times. And credit goes to the organization, the fan base that no one ever turned. But now everyone is pushing towards that that goal, and and that's what turns around things, especially the way the Hurricanes did in five years. I I, I just want to ask you, from a guy who's played in several different different organizations, you played overseas. How hard is it? You're not going to get a room of forty people. You're not going to get all forty people pulling the rope the same way. But if you can get them to pull it in the same direction, that's a start. How hard is it to get an organization to go through a season where, all right, we're going to do it this way, just a season. I'm not talking about for what we've seen for five years. To go through a season like, we're going to do it this way, and this is the way it's got to be done, and keep everybody on that path. Because you've you've played professionally. You have to know that there are times where somebody's going to sit there and be upset over something, and you can't let it be a distraction, and the great teams never let it be a distraction. It is extremely difficult, but go back to something. And when you listen to Rod, when he talks about players, and he always gets asked about, you know, last year was about Brent Burns. And I'm just going to use this as an example, but Rod uses it where Jordan Stahl, Sebastian Ajo. When he answers those questions, the one thing he always talks about is they're great people. And for an organization to pull, as you mentioned, in the same direction, let alone everyone in the same direction, it, one, takes great people. And I think what this organization has done so very well, and when you look at the methodical moves they've made for different pieces, that is a huge part of who's coming into the organization in that locker room. And if that player is not on board to pull in the direction or if there's something off or something wrong, it's moved on from. Or if a player doesn't accept an offer which always happens in free agency. You don't know the offers that are out there for yep. players and doesn't take it. A lot of people are like, oh, if we would have had that guy. We would have won it all. Well, maybe not because he didn't take that offer for a reason. Yep. So at the end of the day, 
do you want him in your locker room? Because he's not only looking yep. at the money, he's looking at when Rod Brindamore calls him, this is what I'm going to ask from you on a daily basis, how hard I need you to work. Some players are, that's not for me. Right. That's not my style. But inside our locker room, the Carolina Hurricanes locker room, you have 23 guys, including the players who are scratched, yep. that go to work and are buying in. So I think a big part of it for me and Don Waddell and Rod Brindamore in their communications, if something's not right, it gets fixed whether that's by addition or subtraction. And they've proven that every single summer to this fan base that they're going to do the things to create wins. And we'll see it again this fall with what's been done this summer. Yeah, and you kind of went down that path of even the guys who aren't playing, you have to have that buy-in. You have to have that, that commitment to them that there is a plan for you, but this is the way that it has to go or this is the way that it's got to be. And the dangerous thing about fantasy sports and the way that fandom is turned, you look at numbers. Everybody looks at numbers. Oh, this guy scored this many goals these years. Well, where did he score them? What team was he on? What line was he on? What was the pressure around that team? Like I was just going to go there. What was the level of the game that he score most of his goals? Like, that's a value when you look at Sebastian. Game winning goals? Game tying goals? When things are on the line and the grind is coming, who's the guy scoring? Because you can look around at some of those superstars and they, you know, they'll bury their two or three against the bottom third of the league. Well, when it comes into best of the best, yep. are they on the score sheet? Going back to Sebastian Ajo, majority of his goals, third period. You know, he's game winning, game tying, uh, keeping the, the team in the game. Those are the guys that you look for. But I'm saying is you look at the numbers and it becomes a spreadsheet and it's all fantasy sports and uh, I need I need faceoffs and I need this and this and you can look at those numbers, but again, where did he do it? And you're also now excluding the person that they are, the personality that they are. There are some guys, and there's nothing wrong with it. They just have the God-given ability, the talent. It'll it got them to this level, and then they can still do excellent things. But you got to put in the work if you're going to be here. And that's, yeah. I think, what everybody now knows with the, the organization. That's why we're seeing these accolades. And let me preface this because a lot of people, again, I'll like to read between the lines. If a player gets removed from this team or moves on from this team, it doesn't mean he's a bad person. No. It's just not a gelling factor with the group you have because you have to have that. One guy who doesn't work here may be unbelievable on another team, and he just feels more comfortable and gels better in that culture. Well, it doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Or bad person. The other thing, too, there's only 23 spots on an NHL roster. And most teams usually only carry about 21 if you're, you're cutting it down to brass tacks or 22. So just putting that in, in that perspective. But, again, I go back to I don't want people to go, oh, they, they're picking us. I don't like when they pick us to win. You want that's people a, that's to a pick curse. And win. That's the curse. It's not a curse. <laughs> it's what it's all about. Play responsibly now, everyone. I mean, <laughs> and I'll take two percent for telling you to do it. Just send that to Shane R. <laughs> Shane R. Willis Venmo <laughs> after the Canes are skating around the ice. But it's just again, I I want that to be something that don't look at this as a curse. Don't look at this as oh, it's kind of pressure. For me, look at this as five years ago, the head coach of the team said we want to be the best, and before the season starts, now people are like, oh, the Canes are the best team in the league. This should excite the fan base to another level. And again, don't go into a fury 
when there's a loss on the score sheet because there's 82 games. No one's going 82 and 0. You and I said they'd get 118 points, which we, means we sure did more than 118, which means 59 wins plus. Okay, so you're gonna lose a few, but be excited. Be excited for October 11th when the Ottawa Senators come to town. I'm already ready for it. It's August. I am actually August 10th today as we tape this. I'm 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 honestly ready for the start of the year. You know, a lot of people will sit there and say. Don't you want a little more time out? No, let's go. Let's go. I think that uh, the few Super Friday games I got to call this summer, I think you know that I was, got you I was fired ready, up a little bit. ready to go. Mike's Saw a lot of good was stuff. was on point. Yeah, we'll go from there. But uh, speaking of calls, let's, uh, let's, let's bring, bring our next in. guest. I was going to say, this is like live. Everyone wait patiently. You know he'll answer. He's a punctual he person. He said he will. First time we tried to call anybody live. This is fun. I know. As everyone waits. Hello. Hey, Billy. Calco, what's going on, brother? You are, brother. We're talking about expectations. Uh, DraftKings has picked the uh, the Canes to be number one. We are rolling right now. Yeah, we're live. So we, Bill. we went. We're not live, but we rolled right into this just to give you that. But uh, we're giving you wow. the setup. So if you're ready to go, we're ready to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I right. can't believe you actually just questioned if Bill Burniston was ready well, to go. Well, I mean, sometimes you need a minute to put yourself <laughs> in the right mindset. You just don't want to jump in the pool. Got to get ready to go. So with that being said, Billy, here we go. This is Bill Burniston coming to you live from the Canes locker room. Actually, no. It's the real Bill Burniston joining us uh, via the phone. It is the summertime. He is a busy man. We know that the day has already been won for Bill Burniston, and it's not even noon as of recording this episode of Kane's Cast. Billy, as always, thanks so much for the time, for joining us. Uh, how has the summer been going for you? Well, first off, Mike and Shane, thanks for having me on. I always uh, enjoy my time on your podcast, and I always appreciate talking to you guys. So, so far, summer has been unreal. It's been great. I had a little bit of uh, R&R myself, and uh, you know, now we're back at it. we got a handful of guys here. we got more coming in next week. And, uh, you know, we've been going out. Guys are on the ice right now or actually lacing up to go out and uh, already had their workouts in this morning. So we're doing great. Bill, this is a time of year. And Mike and I were talking earlier about the past five years and how this team continues to turn and mold and create culture. But you and I talked several summers ago about guys returning here and coming in to already get back on the ice and train with you and, and prepare for the season. How exciting is it for you to continue to see, guys, this being August 10th, more and more players already showing up this far in advance to a season to prepare for opening night on October 11th? Well, first off, I think a lot of that credit needs to go out to our organization and the fact that we've upped the ante, so to speak, on our our facilities. So, Number one, guys want to come back here because they know they get everything that they need. Right? We have a great, uh, great locker room. The ice is available. It's all in one spot. I think you know. In the past, uh, you know, we used to have to shuffle around quite a bit, do our workouts in one place, and skate in another place, and it was a little bit difficult and, and challenging. Right? It, it it was very inconvenient. And I'm not saying that these guys uh, don't mind being inconvenienced once in a while, but if you really want to do it right, you have to make sure that you have the facilities. And we've stepped up uh, tremendously in that, that area. So, you know, for me, it's super exciting that guys want to come back. 
I'm in contact with guys, you know, shooting texts back and forth. Um, some, you know, most of the time that's just like, Hey, how you doing? How's the summer going? Um, and, and that's really all we need to do. You know, you mentioned it, Bill, and I wanted to follow up. How, how big of a help has the, the weight competition center in Invisalign arena been with the off season changes that you can see because of as not just the guys wanting to come back early, but the fact you have everything that you want right there and the guys can work out or have the ice available when they need it. Well, it's a game changer. It's an absolute game changer. Um, you know, obviously from a, you have to think, right. That you need to make sure that you have the right tools in order to do your job. Well, uh, we can improvise, we can do those things, um, on, on the fly, but it's so much better when, when you have the right tools. And that's what we have here at, at Wake Competition Center, uh, Invisalign Arena. And it's, it's unbelievable. We really have such a, a great setup here. And it's been a game changer, Mike. As always, Bill, Don Waddell and his staff have had a busy summer improving this hockey team. So um, we know Dmitry Orlov is in town. Um, I believe Bunting did a flyby to kind of get situated here with the team. Tell us what you know and our fans, what you know about some of these new players and what excites you the most about each one of them. Well, I'll tell you, Orlov's a horse. I am so impressed with his work ethic. Uh, you know, it's been two weeks, and the, the way he works on and off the ice is unbelievable. Uh, he, he's an absolute horse. And, again, you get more and more guys in here. You know, you get your Brent Burns in here. Uh, you, and you put all that together. It, it just helps build your culture. And then the young guys come in and they see how hard the older guys are working, the veterans are working, and then we just keep pushing and pushing. And, and that's what gets everybody better. So we are so fortunate, you know, to have these veterans that actually do, you know, put in the time. It's it's unbelievable. So, you know, from that perspective, the other guys, um, you know, the other new guys, you know, we've had some contact with, um, you know, but but they're not in town just yet. As you said, uh, Michael Bunting came in. Uh, you know, we met and we talked a little bit uh, about the rest of the off season and the rest of, um, you know, our testing protocols and things of that nature. But uh, he'll be back in a, in a week or so, or maybe two weeks, and and we'll we'll get going with him and. And, and that's when most of the guys are going to start rolling in here. I know next week we have another handful. And then I, I would think that by September 1st, we're going to have a, a very large group here. You know, we've seen all the videos, Bill, where at the end of it, Roddy goes, finish the day with Billy. Uh, so you're always mentioned right there. My question is when all of these new players come in, guys who are established in the league, does Roddy end yeah. it with, now go check in with Billy? Do these guys text you? Do you reach out to them? What's the protocol there when – a new player is coming into the organization and you want to get with them about what they expect, what you expect, those things, try to lay down that, that groundwork. Well, I think one, um, I'll, I try to text guys, guys that we, um, you know, acquire, you know, whether it's, you know, free agency or whether it's a trade within, you know, the first uh, couple of days, I try to reach out to them and establish that relationship. And most of the guys, you know, they want to know what our testing protocol is, what the expectation is when, when they come into camp. And I'm able to share that with them. And from that perspective, you start developing that relationship. And to be honest with you, I'm probably one of the first guys that they get to see when they walk in the door here, particularly over here at Invisalign, right? They walk in the door, they're right in the weight room to begin with. So, you know, we shake hands and, and we get ready to go. 
the the same time, Bill, uh, how important is it forging relationships? Shane and I were talking about this with the, the guys who are here where you almost don't have to say anything to them now. They walk in, they know what's expected. And how hard is it to build that? Or is it is it easy to build that relationship with certain players? Mike, I think relationships across the board, regardless of what our profession is and what we do, relationships need to be the cornerstone. And it's something that I try to work pretty hard on um, just to make sure that, you know, you can develop that trust. And that's probably the most important thing. You, you want the players to be able to trust you. So, you know, our, I used to have to chase guys to get into the weight room back in the day. Now our players are pulling each other in. So that's the, that's the neat thing about it. And to be honest with you, I don't want to say this too loud because I don't want our owner, Tom Dunning or our GM, Don Waddell, to hear me say that my job has actually become easier. But it has because the, the, the players we'll – We'll edit that out. Yeah, we're, 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 don't worry, Billy. We will edit that out as soon as this is done. <laughs> well, it, it's the truth. You know, it, it's because, you know, I'm, I'm not spending energy trying to get guys to come in and do the right thing. Guys are doing the right thing from the get-go, right? So my energy is spent in other places. One thing Mike and I were just talking about, Bill, was – Exactly what you were talking about, that group, and you said it, pulling in the right direction. Rod leading, by example, this coaching staff and you guys as trainers. But you've been around a long time, not only with the Carolina Hurricanes, but in different organizations, USA Baseball. Talk about how special it is inside this locker room. When you talk about guys pulling in the same direction, how it is so precise in the same direction with this group of players and what that means to this organization. Well, I think you see it in the product on the ice. Basically, I think your culture is built in your locker room and then it comes out, you know, a little bit more on the ice a little bit later. But like I said, I think the the work ethic and the culture and all those types of things actually occur in in the locker room and then we can transfer them over to the ice. So it, it is so cool to see the group of guys all pulling and, and wanting to win. Everybody's, you know, pulling in the same direction. It's, I know it's a cliche, but it's pretty cool. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting that, you know, Doug Bennett, you know, talks about this bell curve. And if we look at this bell curve and we break it up into thirds, obviously you have your outliers on one side and outliers on the other side, right? And then you have the majority in the middle. Well, it depends. Your success and your culture is going to be dependent on which way the outliers, who's stronger, right? Is it, is it the, the guys that really care, the guys that want to do the right thing, the guys that are always doing extra, working hard, right? And then you have the other guys that are just doing enough, right? Those are the other outliers. And then the guys in the middle kind of can go either way. And it's where your leadership is that pulls the group to the the correct the side you want it to be on and certainly our leaders you know on that that upper third so to speak have pulled the entire group and started that momentum and that's what's happening right now and obviously that starts with with rod brendamore well billy you're in this every day and take this for what it's worth and shane and i talked about this earlier the canes right now by a lot of authorities uh if you believe uh, the the Vegas odds makers think that the Canes should win the Stanley Cup, so that puts 
I don't want to call it pressure, but that puts the expectation that this is the best team in the league. How do you, how do teams, because you're there, temper the expectations? Or is this one of these things where you look at it and you say, they think we should win the whole damn thing, so this is a good thing. Let's not shy away from it. Well, I think, Mike, you can't get caught up in, in any of that, whether they think you're going to finish last or they think you're going to finish first. They think what you need to do is, and again, another cliche, you got to take it one day at a time and you got to look to win the day. you got to go 1-0, right? So our focus needs to be on today. And then when game one opens up and we start, we got to focus on winning that one game and then for the next one, right? So, like, you have to think and have the, the mindset that your record is 0-0 every day and you're looking to win it and you want to go 1-0. And I know that's a cliche, and I know that, you know, we, we use that term quite a bit, but it's the truth, right? You can't get caught up, and I, I, I'd love to hear what Shane has to say on that. You know, he's been in it. I just think that you, you can't get caught up in who thinks you're going to win. Yeah, and I think that's what Mike and I were talking about earlier, Bill, from a player's perspective. I think that is a, a driving force. I don't think it's any more pressure on a team or a player, but I think it's that excitement that these players know Everyone's looking at you. You're the guys that they think are going to carry this, but it doesn't change what you have to do on a daily basis. And I think that's a big part of you to mention the locker room, how tempered these guys are to maintain that focus of what's put in front of them on that daily basis, whether it's from the head coach, Rod Brennamore, or from you and the training staff, that that's the ultimate goal, and that's great. But we have to do this today to get to that goal um, and, and lift that Stanley Cup. And I think it's just recognition from around the league and really all over the world that the Carolina Hurricanes are going to be the team to beat this year. And it, it, to me, as a player, it excites you to drive that much harder. Yeah, no doubt. I, I agree. You know, and, and part of our job is to make sure that we're, we're not thinking about game 83, right? Playoff game number one. We're thinking about game one of the regular season. And going through, right? We can't jump over the regular season. We got to make sure that we we get through it. We we build and we get better every day. One guy I know our fans send us questions all the time on Twitter, Bill, and maybe you can give a little bit of insight. Is Andre Stetchikov? How he is working? Where he's at? Kind of in his progress, and how excited you are um, to see this guy back in the Hurricanes lineup. Oh yeah. He's just a class act all the way around. I think we, we all know that. And what a hard worker on and off the ice. And he's right on target from a, a rehab standpoint. You know, I kind of leave that stuff up to uh, Doug Bennett and, and the medical staff. But he's in the weight room with us now, uh, getting his workouts in, getting stronger. And, you know, he's at five months right now, I believe. And he's looking great. And he's working hard. And, you know, every day. We just try to get a little bit stronger and a little bit better. So, um, I'm going to follow that up with a question. I'm not sure if you saw on Twitter, Andre stopped by our summer camps, and he was generous enough to bring the bunt cakes for the kids. Did you guys have a conversation about this the next day, or did you just let this one slide? Uh, I didn't know about it, but we're probably going to have a conversation about oh, it. Come on, what are you, you can't what, sell me wait out a minute, now. He's wait on a minute, side. you're a rat now. <laughs> it was all over Twitter. You're, ta- you're talking to it. a Jersey guy right here. <laughs> And Twitter doesn't yeah. exist anymore. It's called X or something like that. Yeah. Tell you what, I need, to been, come see, uh, I need to come see you in the gym because those bun cakes were killing me all summer. <laughs> well, you know, once in a while it's okay, but you make a habit of it, it's not, not a good habit. 
Okay. As long as we don't make <laughs> oh, yeah. We were way under that. Well, don't worry. I pick up the habits for Shane. He stays on the straight and narrow, Bill, as you know how this works. Speaking of formerly Twitter, a couple of questions for you, Bill. You're popular on this thing. You ready? Yeah, go. Question for Bill. It's from Betsy. Since the players lose so much fluid through sweat, how do you keep them from cramping during games? I once heard a shot or a glass of pickle juice helps. Asking if that's true and if it's used in hockey. Thank you for all you do for the team and the players, Bill. Old school. Yeah, um, I, I've heard the pickle juice uh, scenario as well, but uh, that's something that we don't use. Um, we we actually, our, our nutritionist, um, Kristen Perugy, along with our medical staff, um, you know, we come up with, we actually sweat test guys in the beginning of the year. Uh, it's funny you mentioned, we, we just had a, a conference call earlier this week with a, with another company just to do our, our sweat testing. We just want to see what our options are. So basically, we figure out what their sweat rates are, and then we figure out what type of electrolytes they're losing the most of. And then in between each period, and also on the bench, we have a, you know, we, we specialize their drinks, or, or we sh- I should say we personalize their, their hydration plans towards that. So that's, that's always the goal. You know, to right, try this, to make sure that they don't cramp. This one's from me, Bill. If there is a player who has just something that they believe in, it's what they want to do, and as long as it's not detrimental to them, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, don't eat a box of little chocolate donuts before bed, something like that. Do you work with it, or do you try to tell a guy, you know, you know, pickle juice really doesn't do anything for you? Well, I'll use the pickle well, juice as the example. Yeah, anything that, that we do. I, I haven't seen any of that. Mike, our guys have been really great. You know, obviously any products that we give our, our athletes from the supplement world need to be NSF approved. Um, so we don't just, you know, pick things off the shelf. We need to make sure that, you know, they're they're tested and they're quality products. Um, so that's really where we, we sit with that. So I haven't seen that. You know, would I work with somebody if, you know, if they're a veteran and they say, hey, this works for me, you know, and it's X, Y, and Z. Of course, we deviate from from our plan. Uh, you know, again, as long as it's a safe product and it's uh, it's NSF and everything along those lines, yeah, I think we're good. All right, two parter for you. Who does Bill? This is from As the World Burns. Uh, who does Bill Berniston think will be the most fit player returning to camp behind Brent Burns? And what is Bill's favorite music to listen to when working out? Oh, well, we can go right to music. It's eighties rock. Period. Um, and I think we got a bunch of guys that are going to be fit. It's hard to say. I mean, Jacob Slavin is, is very fit. Uh, Jordan Stahl is fit. You know, even coming off an ACL tear, Svetch will be very fit. Um, you know, it, it, we just have just a ton of guys. And obviously you had mentioned Brent Burns and, um, you know, our guys are, are really, the guys that are here are getting after it. And I'm, I'm hearing really good reports, um, you know, on, on, off-season work and guys like, you know, Jarvie and Jordan Martinuk. Uh, I, I, I never really have a concern about our guys coming in shape. I think the expectations have been set. I think the standard has been set, and they know what to expect. Uh, I think, you know, obviously some of our new guys will, will be a little bit nervous because they don't know the fear of the unknown, right? But they all hear. They know how hard we skate. They know how hard our practices are. And, you know, they'll they'll be ready to go. But I would say that, um, you know, it, it's hard to say who will be the most fit because I think we'll have just a, a bunch of guys that are at that top. Bill, going along the lines of fitness and, and these guys coming in great shape, 
you're always studying, learning, everything's changing all the time, especially in your world of training. And I don't need the full explanation of how to do this exercise, but is there a new exercise that our fans can Google the name of that is your new favorite for these players? <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I stick to pretty much the basics, buddy. It's, um, it, we, you know, the squat has been around forever. So there's a reason why it's been around for forever because it works. But, you know, we, we use a variety of, of exercises. We, we started using something called a Viking press, um, which is just a, a two-arm press off of um, one of the – They it's probably not a, a term that everybody's familiar with, but there's it's called a landmine press. Um, and basically we've added a, a handle to it, and it's called the Viking press. So – that's something that can add a little bit of um, upper body explosiveness. And, you know, we generate it from the ground up. Suggest all our fans try that. Well, no, that's good because Carl had a question. What exercises would Bill recommend for out-of-shape beer leaguers to the be Viking, less out-of-shape? The shape? Viking Press. The Viking Press. Well, actually, out-of-shape beer leaguers, um, I would say that, you know, you probably your go-to is a good nutrition plan. When you get to be, uh, when you get to be a little bit older – Nutrition plays a bigger role than uh, than your workouts, in, in my humble opinion. But you know, out of shape uh, beer leaguer, I would say you know some type of uh, squat, some type of hinge, like a uh, a Romanian deadlift. I uh, would add in uh, some type of uh, lunge, and then my upper bodies. I would add uh, some pushing exercises and some pulling exercises. It's that simple. And avoid the bunt cakes. Yeah, avoid the bun cakes, get off the couch, you got to move. You know, it's interesting, um, you know, my father-in-law is uh, 92 years old, and basically, you know, it, it's pretty simple, right? But if, if you want to be moving at 93, you got to move at 92. I think that's what his doctor, you know, told him. So you got to stay active, you got to stay moving. Oh, that's, that's the key. I was looking at somebody when I was asking the bun cake question, and there's not a mirror in front of me. Mr. Bunk it's been cake. a tough oh. summer. I'm, it starts next Same. week. Don't worry. I'll be ready. for Win the day. I don't want to hear that. That sounds like you're taking a tie. Yeah. I won yesterday. There are no more ties in hockey. <laughs> uh, and one last one last question for you, Bill. And as always, we appreciate you taking the time. And uh, in the summer, you're super busy. This comes, I, I remember this name from somewhere, but I can't place it. From Michael Smith, NC. When and where does Bill want to meet up for lunch? I'll be honest with you. I don't go to lunch with quitters. <laughs> and I, I can't I can't do it sorry Bill yeah. thank you for the time we appreciate it and uh, before we know it everybody's going to be here in town training camp's going to be open and, and a big reason and I know that everybody I think the best part about this organization is everybody deflects the credit to somebody else but a big reason why five years ago the Canes were where they were to where they are now which is people predicting them to win the Stanley Cup, is the great training staff. And like you mentioned, how everybody in the organization pulls the rope in the same direction. Thanks, as always, Billy. Well, you got it, Mike. Shane, appreciate you guys. And, you know, until next time, let's, uh, let's not count the days. Let's make the days count, all right, bud? Exactly right, Billy. Appreciate it, bud. All right, we'll see you guys. Thank you. Well done, Bill, as always. Oh, he, wasn't, he hung up. He just he went hung right. up. We're still live. Yeah, we're still going. We're still rolling here. He just hung up. <laughs> he's he's back to work. That's like one of the first times we've had like a live guest. Yeah, this would be interesting in the to see if our fans like it. Well, I mean, 
there there will be a little natural. It's just there natural. will be a little editing in post, not yeah. a ton. Oh, like the, that little pause when we were waiting to call. Now we're pulling back the curtain. No one's going to know that that existed. Correct. So. Now we're off and running. Always great insight from Billy Berniston. Excited about the season. Love hearing how um, you know Orloff is a horse. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and how excited he is to get the entire team back inside that locker room and working to win. Just a day before looking at tomorrow. Well, there's, for me, just like I said, everybody deflects the credit. Bill Berniston and the work that he's put in with the players. And you, you know, because that position has changed through the years, strength and conditioning coaches with Team Shane. But you got to trust that that guy is going to do what's best for you. you got to do the workouts. You know how hard it is to make workouts interesting? You wake up at like 4.14 every morning. And I have to imagine you're not doing the same workout because that would just drive me insane. That'd be boring as hell. Yeah. But again, the big word you just used is trust. And if you've ever met Bill Berniston, you immediately have that connection and trust in him that he's doing exactly the best for you as a player. And it goes through, he mentions the leaders. You have to start there and it flows throughout the locker room. And I think it's been an easy fit for him of what he does on a daily basis with all these guys, but it's it's no different than Rod Brindamore talking about knowing your players and knowing how to communicate. You can't always communicate the same way or, or push on the guy the same way, and Bill gets that. He brings an unreal energy to the weight room every single day, and that just pours out into a player. And whenever you have that, it's it's easy for the guy to go in there and do more and to push harder. And you can see it in these players of how much fun they're having and how hard they work each and every day. Is that, if we're talking about the offseason, one of the things that separates good teams from great teams, the the work that is put in in the offseason? Or does, am I thinking that great teams, everybody works, and bad teams, it's a country club and guys do whatever? Or today, in today's league, nobody takes really the offseason as maybe a month for these guys, depending on when their season's over. No, I think everybody works hard. But what this team does, and you mentioned it's August 10th, and these guys are flowing back in, how hard they work together. And, and Bill mentioned that of giving credit to other people, but it is truly that team effort. And the sooner you get your group together and you sooner you start gelling and away from the rink, having dinners and talking about the season and preparing yourself mentally, it's a huge part. It's every single little piece has to be in place before October 11th. You cannot get into October 11th and say, okay, how are we going to work this? And that's why guys are getting here early. And I think that's the difference, as you mentioned, between good and great is the teams that get to it earlier. And we hear on every one of our broadcasts, we got to our game early. That's why we won that game. Yeah. Well, this group of guys and this training staff gets to it very early and they make sure they're prepared. Well, the other part of it, though, is when you talk about getting to your game early, games now are won early. It sounds crazy. But when you take a look at the odds of, I don't know why I keep going back to odds, but be responsible when I do. But when you score first in a game, like the team that scores first now wins like 65%. Yeah. And it doesn't matter when you score. That's the, to me, that seems dumb, but you've got to be ready to go. But then it also tells me that as the game goes on, the team that scores first gets stronger and keeps going. And that's, I think, when you watch this Canes team, their advantage in overtimes, why they're so much better now, when it comes to getting the result in overtime and shootouts, yes, skill. You got to have skill. You got to have more skilled players, but you're good to go. 
you, you, you keep playing. The game that I will always point to was the game seven in Washington. You and I were there. You know, the Caps coming off of winning the Stanley Cup. And as that game kept moving, the Canes were the better team. No doubt. Because the Caps were gassed. They didn't, they didn't have it in them anymore. They didn't have the jump. Canes just kept going, kept going. And that goes back to your work you do in August. Yeah. And what else? You talked about talent, Mike, but as the team scores, they seem to get better. But the one thing we talk about with this team, it builds confidence. And how confident this group is in the way they play and what they have in the tank, if you will, throughout a game. Because it really doesn't change. I don't know if ever you see this team lack energy or look tired during a game or during a point of the season, even with the travel and even with the grueling schedule. And it goes back to the hard work off the ice and how prepared, again, when you look at Bill Bernstein and the entire training staff, he talked about the nutritionist Kristen and Dougie Bennett and Matty Ayala and the equipment trainers of how prepared they are to make sure these guys have everything they need to be successful. Uh, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Oh, housekeeping. Sunday, September 17th. What do we have going on, my friend? That is a big, big day. Huge day for the Hurricanes Foundation. If you haven't seen it, the press release has gone out. The social media feed has gone out. If you're not signing up for the Hurricanes 5K... To prepare for the season, you're making a mistake. We need to get our legs going. Mike and I will commentate. Oh, yes. (laughs) That's where I get the voice going. We need to circle back with our counterparts, one Trip Tracy and one Hannah Yates. Oh, about the race? There was, was that during the Islanders series? Yes. During the Islanders series on the long, and when I say long bus ride. Oh, my goodness. To The The bus ride took longer than the game. That was a fun bus ride, though, for us. Was it really? Because it wasn't fun for <laughs> the those. The text string was fun. Yeah, the text string was fun. I felt bad for Hannah because motion sickness can be a real thing for folks. Uh, for me, yeah, I've never some, seen someone bring their own saltines on a bus ride. On a bus ride. Uh, sorry, Hannah, that we're, we're letting that information out here. But I don't, you know, flying on a plane, none of that stuff ever bothers me. Uh, long car rides don't bother me. But start and stops bother me. Like, it gets me... Do you remember we, we, we stopped every 14 seconds as the bus driver would drive 60 and then slam on the brakes? Do you remember the scene in Meet the Parents when they leave the restaurant because he's racing home. He's got to get there before the father-in-law, Robert De Niro. Do you remember him stepping on the gas and hammering the brakes every red light? That is what it felt like on the bus. Yeah. Just picture that. I, I just like that you kept going, is Lou Lamarillo driving the bus? <laughs> Just trying to make us sick. He get the bus driver on this one? Yeah. It was not good. But we derailed it. The race. The 5K. Yes. One, let's all get signed up and sell this out immediately. I'm with you. Um, and then the race, there was a, a one text. First of all, it was a question of running a 5K, how fast. Then it was like, you can't beat me between Hannah and Tripp. Then it escalated into a small wager. Oh, yes. So we need to circle back with our dynamic duo and see if the race is on. I hope they're signing up right now for the Uh, 5K. They should, and if they need to, or if you need to, just go to hurricanes.com slash canes5k. Oh, that's almost mid-season form for the read. Yeah, that was solid there. Your voice was sultry. Can you do that one? 
Early registration discounts are available now through Monday, August 21st. All proceeds benefit the Carolina Hurricanes Foundation to support children's health and educational needs and growth of youth hockey. And that helps out Shane Willis and therefore makes Canescast a viable thing. So to register or learn more about the event, just visit hurricanes.com slash canes5k. Also, let me give, I don't know if it's in the press release because I haven't read it yet, a little tidbit. The course has changed slightly, and I can tell you, I feel it's going to be a little bit easier than in the past few years. No, it's not in there. Okay. So just leave just, it there. I'm going to leave, leave it at that. It there. Sign up and find out. Leave it there. You want to know more? Hurricanes.com. And maybe you're not a runner. Let me put it this way. I'm not a runner. Don't like it. Don't like to yog, jog, whatever it's called. I believe it's with a soft You J. have one month to train if you like to run. If you don't, we would truly appreciate our foundation and helping our community. Maybe you just want to make a donation. A lot of things run in my family, but they're nothing that doctors like. Make a great donation. Come out and hang out with Mike and I. Bring yes. the kids to the inflatables. Bring the pets. Grab a pancake. You can walk. Oh, you're there. You you're all about the pancakes. You like a fluffy pancake. Normally there's a storm brew. You can bring your pets and just walk. There's usually a storm brew. Maybe a too. team walk, team building. Usually there's a storm brew. Yes. We'll cool off after with a storm well, brew. I do like the team walk, the team stroll. Right? Maybe you're part of a team. Let's what get I, the group out. I can run point five k. I'm going to run to the stage to talk to you. <laughs> I, I just like I can run. I can run point five k, and that gets Sarah, your office mate, laughing. Everyone's going to tell me that I could run, but the way my knees feel after summer camps, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go back, and this is no lie. There was a time when I was like 190 pounds and was an athlete. Yes, there was a time, Sarah, and even then I couldn't run. Just couldn't. Well, and when you look at things now and you look at everything you read, there's no point in running 5K. Now, for the Hurricanes well, Foundation, there is. No, yeah. Backtrack that one. Backtrack that one. But if you're For charity, training, you always run I mean, 5K. Everything I read is 20 minutes. Do a 15-minute burst. That's all you need. Burn some calories. Well, that's for people like me. I need to run that far. For the foundation, you do. Yes. For yourself. To do it. Why do you climb the mountain? The answer, because it's there. Not in North Carolina. Well, it's in your home, mm. right? Isn't there a mountain somewhere in Alberta? Yep. Beautiful mountains. Which one? I know Whistler is in British Columbia. Oh, the Rocky Mountain. Lake Louise. Oh, there you go. Banff. Banff is... I tell people all the time when I meet them, they've, if, you, if you're a skier, even if you're not a skier, go in the springtime, fly into Calgary, drive out to Banff, Lake Louise. Oh, God, yeah. Never forget it. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's got to be on your bucket list. It, I've, I can cross it off. I've been. Mike's been. I've got to make sure that now my wife wants to go because I've been. Yes. That's it. You know, you know how that works. You could run a 5K around the lake at Lake Louise. I'm just going to train I'm on September 11th with the Hurricanes Foundation. There you go. And September 17th as well. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we actually have some questions, Shane. <laughs> There's a couple of questions flowing in asking the correct date. <laughs> September 17th. 17th. September 17th. Mark the calendar. That's it. So it's uh, 8.30 in the morning. Ooh, wow. It's a Sunday at 8.30. Good times. Before it's hot. Little pancakes. Yeah. Maybe for you a lot of pancakes or bunt cake. Oh. I didn't take you for a bunt cake person. They're just, they're so good. Selfless plug, nothing bunt cake. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's get to the questions. Uh, Chrissy loves sports, and I don't have to explain myself. Thank you, Chrissy. How's y'all summer going? Ready for the season? 
Of course. Of course. I thought there was more you're going to No, that's it. Of course I'm ready for All you do is, like, skate. Kids all over the ice. It's been a great summer. Uh, This one from Zach Martin. We'll get this one out of the way. Thoughts on the Rizzo trade. So here's the deal. The Carolina Hurricanes traded Massimo Rizzo to Philadelphia for David Kasha, who, if you know that name, yes, he is the younger brother of Andre Kasha, who played one game for the Carolina Hurricanes last year. Uh, This, to me, is just one of these deals where maybe Rizzo, when you look at this, you're giving him an opportunity. There's a player who's overseas who you've liked. He's got a little bit more age, a little bit more experience that you can take a look at in camp and see what he can do. But this, to me, isn't one of those things where you talk about moving the needle and, you know, does this benefit both teams? Perhaps one day Rizzo becomes an NHL player. Perhaps one day Kasha comes across and will play in, in – he's played in the AHL, but play a couple of NHL games. But, I mean, this is just an, an organizational depth move, any way you look yeah. at it. Yeah, so, so, you know, obviously – Someone in both organizations have seen these players play and like their upside and said, well, maybe this guy's not working or we don't see him long-term in an organization. Let's make a hockey move and see if the other guy works here better than this guy. And the other part, you know, Rizzo was a seventh-round pick, I think 2019 draft, yes, 2019 draft, uh, and he's been at Denver over the last few years. If you're the Canes, maybe you're thinking you're not going to be able to reach a deal with him. Right. So you trade the rights to him. Right. Uh, so you get something in, in return for him. There's a lot that goes into that one. Thank you for that one. Uh, this from Sam. Your reaction and thoughts to the Brendan Lemieux signing. We, we've talked about this a little bit. Yeah. I'm a fan of it. I like it. We talked about P&V last show. That's why I like it. It brings a little snarl. Uh, the question from Sam it gets into some things about Brendan Lemieux and, and you know people are for it or against it. We're for it because it brings in something to the organization that if you – you take a look and say, it's not even a knock, but what guy on the team does this or has that? Brendan Lemieux is, in today's NHL, what uh, the deterrence used to be in the NHL. And, you know, you need to have a guy who can get under the skin of the opposition every now and again. Be worried about chasing him around. So, we'll see. But I think it's a good signing because, one, the, the, the guy can play. Yeah, I think it's I think, very good. I think he's he's quick. He's got speed. He's got good hands. And go back to what our guest just talked about, about how strong this locker room is, about pulling in the same direction. New guys jump on board when they see it. And he talked about the curve, and you don't have that many outliers, and I don't think Brennan Lemieux is going to be one of those outliers either. No, it doesn't. You don't last long with this organization if you are an outlier. Now... It's not like we're sitting here and going to try to say that he is a player who is going to make an absolute huge difference, but he's a second-round pick. And by the way, he'd be a first-round pick if you go by when he was drafted, which was in 2014. He was 31st overall. There's now 32 teams. So he has talent. It's, I think, just a question of harnessing that talent into the right way. And, and if there is an organization that's good at doing that, it's the one we're talking about right now. He's got some pedigree. Yeah, he does. His dad, hell of a player. Unreal player. You probably didn't like him if he wasn't on your team. No. And, and but he knew his role. He knew how to play hard. He scored big goals at big moments. But, again, was a huge asset to every team he played on. Again, that's Claude Lemieux, for those of you who don't know. Uh, I, I bring this up 
I think every team needs to have this guy. The one guy that every fan base hates, but if he plays for you, you love. Correct. I think every team has to have that. Boston has a guy like that. Actually, Boston over the years has had several. Yeah. But there's Half one their that, team. There's one that's <laughs> three quarters of their team. But then they have like two of the greatest human beings on planet Earth that yes. like offsets. Uh, I think we all know who we're talking about with Boston. Then you can run down to Florida brought in a guy and he helped him get to the Stanley Cup. Our nemesis in Washington. Uh, that guy who I put on my team every day of the week. Washington just locked him up long term. There's a reason for it. Like that's what you've got to have a guy like that. I, I think and normally those guys, all of the stories about him, best guy. Greatest right. guy. Right. Great guy. Best teammate, yeah. best teammate I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Those kind of deals. So uh it's I, I think it's Shane said it. I'll just echo it again. I think it's a good question. Oh, we have one of these. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. Micah. Svetch will lead the team in hits and goals. I don't know why you wouldn't take it. it the goals part? Because I think that I think Sebastian Ajo is going to lead the team in goals. I think it'll be close, but I'll. You can take. I mean, there's. I don't I'm, think there's. I'm going to take it. Um. Because, I mean, again, if there was, this was DraftKings, you wouldn't take it because the odds wouldn't be that good. Because that goal race, but the goal race is going to be tight, no question. Well, but I think the hits category is easy. Look, we're not doctors. I think there's one thing that you also need to know with Andrei Svechnikov. All the signs are pointing in everything's going to be A-OK. But as of right now, August 10th, let's see where he's at yeah. in training camp, and then we can revisit that question. Yeah. I only play a doctor on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Not with me. <laughs> no. Thankfully. Yes. No. No. I agree. <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. Uh <laughs> This from uh, Caleb. Since during the preseason, the Canes are going to play a split squad game on September 29th, only an hour apart. Which game will you and Chip be calling? Whichever game they tell us to. They haven't told us yet. Does that mean Hannah and I have to call the other one? I don't know. That would be amazing. Well, that's just out there. Just put that out there. I think we should, I, I don't know how we would do it, but yeah, I think we could. We need another channel. Well, there's, that's, there's places to do that. could be a... Little Internet. contest. Who gets listened to more? Internet only. <laughs> oh, I I would be listening to you as I was calling the game. I'm like, no, Hannah's commentating. I'm color. <laughs> I would be listening to you as I'm calling. Yeah, let's get ready. Oh, I'm we got a split this. game. We gotta it, call it. This just became a we gotta make this a thing now. Okay. It's out there. All right. If you're in, I'm in. I'm in. You know I'm in. Uh no questions about the golf match, thankfully. Uh, my partner. Is he in town? I have not uh, communicated with him yet. Okay. But I've asked him if he needs some water, if he needs somebody to clean the clean the golf clubs. Let's, what day, what day plug, in the, plug in the golf cart. That's, that's a future podcast. We'll set that date. But what about R&D? Let's pick a date. I got the calendar out. All right. Today is the 10th of August. Yes. Next week, no good for me. Next week's no bueno. It's, I've got, the it's. following week? It's my anniversary next week. Next week is. Yeah. Okay. So. Let's and it's go. smack dab in the middle. And I have to go back to the homeland because it's the in-laws' 50th anniversary. Okay. What do I get them? You know what I give them? My presents. I think that that's enough. I mean, to be honest, on the podcast, I'd be pretty sure if you brought me. Well, that would be, no, for my parents, <laughs> yeah, for your you parents. would break up their anniversary. <laughs> that's my a great mom, gift. My mom still, still says, <laughs> please tell Shane 
that I say hello and that she was, my mom said she was starstruck. No, come on. That, I, I am not misquoting her. I would call her right now and put her on the podcast, but I am not going to do that to this podcast. What about, what about the 24th or 25th? That works for me. Is Friday like a later lunch better? Uh, whichever, at that point, I'm on you. Whichever time works best. Oh, let's do Thursday because I have a, I got a thing Friday night. You need do a ooh twenty fourth. Let me check quickly if I have anything. We'll set it up right now. The calendar is wide open. All right, I'm writing on mine. R and D pod. All right, it's in the calendar. I wrote it in pen. It's a book now. In pen. I'm going to put 1230 work. and beyond. Now we have to just check with the folks at R&D. Yes. But all of our equipment it's is out mobile. there. We put a lot of stuff out there today. All right. And whatever Twitter has become, I don't, do I call it X? No idea. Thank. See, this is why Shane has done the smartest thing ever. He's never gotten involved with this garbage. I was confused just watching on the news. No Let alone having confused. it on my phone. It's just dumb. I, the, the day I can make my exit. Is it called X now? Yes. The that day I, that's, not, that's silly. I know. The day that I can make my exit <laughs> from X, I'll be happy. X. And it's really just two rich dudes now having a, a feud. Yeah. Because Threads came out with Zuckerberg, and Elon's electric cars are now X. Whatever. I, I got nothing. Although, did you see that they put X on top of the building? Yeah, and it's turned into like the Seinfeld episode of the Kenny Rogers Roasters. Yes, <laughs> in I did see that. It's happening, Jerry. It's happening. Sarah, anything to add? Well, I believe that says it all. Hey, Sarah. The Canes are um, the favorite to win the Stanley Cup at plus eight hundred from DraftKings. Taking it or sending it back? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, she's got to get over. You gotta get so, closer. No, yeah, no. So no, this no, is no, actually. No, we're asking if you're actually, gonna bet on that. So let's do this the right so way. You, you, not, not legally, because it's wait, not. Wait. No, no. Wait for it. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. If you were someone in a state where it was legal, would you take it so responsibly do or this. send it back? I'm taking it all the way to the finish line. Like for what level? Like twenty bucks? And then some. What am I paying you? Yeah, well, we need to find out. <laughs> Hold on what are you making? Good. Sarah's betting more. You'll never know. Yes. My fans. <laughs> you heard it here from Sarah Antonelli Swingle. Take it. All right. Oh, we also have to go to another place and shoot a video and do that thing. So we got to get that on the books, that, too. I mean, what? That sounds awkward. Yeah. <laughs> the way you does. threw that out there. Yeah, I know. Now that I say that, I deeply regret <laughs> comments it's well for a lot of people who don't know shane and i are are an awful lot like george clooney and brad pitt from oceans 11 that we do a lot of favors for a lot of people and this one guy go hey i want to thank you about the time with the guy and the thing that's yeah, cool shane and yeah. i had never been to belize we just say yes and keep walking and then all of a sudden we get emails and stuff yeah although that's one funny. of one of us looks like george clooney and one of us does not look like brad pitt. it always works out does yeah so we have to shoot a promotional video okay for a place i'll go i've got to get it worked out how we're going to do that yes either iphone or if we're going to do something serious that's the problem text me you got it won't be next week though so that's good you can schedule whatever you want 24th uh and 
with that, August 24th, live taping of the podcast at R&D. Yes. Shane and I will be there. Take the canes. That's And Sarah will with her billions of dollars, evidently, Take of extra canes. income. Everyone who's, <laughs> everyone who's listening to this podcast, obviously... I do not have that, but I do have, uh, I've got Alex Trebek. Jones. I've got about, that's about it. Everyone who's listening, including us, didn't win the Mega Million, so take the canes. Hi. Um, sign up for the 5K, September 17th. Um, I'm just hammering the thank you button. And get into training mode. The season will be here before we know it. Thank you. 